It's not about our song, our album, our church, our name, our marketing. It's about the fame of God. This is the Worship Team Training Podcast. Now, here's your host, Brandon Dempsey. Hey, Worship Team Training University members, friends, and worship leaders, thank you so much for downloading the Worship Team Training Podcast into your device, setting us to play on your set list, playlist. Thank you so much. We appreciate the opportunity to come to you weekly every Monday. And we say welcome to all of you who are the first time listeners to our audio broadcast. We say thank you so much for choosing us to encourage and inspire your needs within your worship ministry and your worship team. My name is Brandon Dempsey, and I'm the CEO and founder of Worship Team Training and also Worship Team Training University. Welcome also to our awesome members here watching the video broadcast simultaneously as you're listening by audio to our Worship Team Training University, which is WTTU.co. That's our address. Uh, We thank you guys for coming in. We appreciate all of our listeners, all of our watchers, our members, our university members, and we just thank you for coming every week uh, because this is what gives us the reason, if you will, to continue on with what God's called us to do because you're it. You're the reason. And uh, that's the, the pinpoint question that I've asked at the very top. What is your reason of leading worship? What's your reason for doing the things that God's called you to do? Maybe, sir, there are some things that are, you think, hindering you. Maybe there are some things that are helping you speed down the rails. We're going to look into those things and what it means for you and your ministry in this broadcast. So we want to say thank you for also subscribing to our newsletter. And if you haven't gotten our Monday Morning Digest that comes to your inbox every Monday, you will be glad to find out that we have tools and events just for you here at Worship Team Training. You can look at our workshops, go to worshipteentraining.com slash workshops to see all of our events and what we can do to customize and handcraft a workshop just for you and your worship team. So yes, let me talk a little bit about that because we've gotten some emails and messages about what we do. And a lot of you guys have, and we thank you because a lot of you are coming because you're saying uh, great things about what we do for you. And, and you give us a lot of reasons for why we minister to your worship team. And you tell us in return what you like about us and what are the things that you like seeing that we do when we come to your church. And that's just that we put on a customizable uh, that sounded funny. We customize our workshops to fit you. The same thing with learning more about your worship team. It's all about learning more about your ministry, about how you're wired, uh, how your team is wired, how we can put your needs first in a workshop that makes sense for not only your ministry needs for leading worship and equipping people, but also for your budgeting needs. We have a lot of great packages that we put together that work with your budget. And as we all know in ministry, that's the line bottom that we have to work with every month, every year. And so we're here to make things easier because we don't want training to be a stumbling block or to be something that you put off because of funding. We want to make sure that whatever that we do for you comes across crystal clear, delivered content, expected outcome, and things that benefit you and not getting lost into a larger conference where you come back home thinking, okay, this is great, but how do I 
how do I top that? How do I do this with the team that I have? No one understands what we're going through. Well, you know what? This is why worship team training exists so that we can help you identify all these needs. Also, we have a mentoring program. If you're interested in that, check out more at worshipteentraining.com slash mentoring. And just like for our workshops, when you go to either of those pages, you can fill out a form below, include your email, a little bit about your church maybe, and we'll contact you right away within the next 24, 48 hours to give you a, a healthy assessment of the things that we can cover and how we can help you and your ministry. Also, if you're interested in learning about our university program. You can find more at wttu.co. So let's jump right into it. Our Bible study for today. 10,000 times, not 10,000 reasons. Okay. Excuse after excuse. That's our key word today is reason. What does that mean? When we ask or we think about that word reason, what comes to mind? And um, if you're following us on Bible Highlights, uh, at Bible.com, that is, version, you can find our Bible Highlights and also our commentaries and our devotional plans by going to Bible.com, search Worship Team Training, Brandon Dempsey. Uh, also, don't forget, catch us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, uh, you name it, we're, we're there. So uh, we've been talking about why, you know, that, that's our kind of a routine talk is what specifically has God called you to? Uh, what is it that you find within your heart that gives you a reason to lead worship? Uh, what gives you a reason to pursue the thing God calls you to do? So uh, we look into our word of the week. It's reason. And here we go. The word of the week. And just kind of bumping up things here a little bit. Uh, it says... A cause, explanation, or justification for an action or event. Okay, another second uh, definition would be good or obvious cause to do something. Uh, another word, another one is a premise of an argument, support, or belief. The power of the mind to think. You know what is right. What is one's sanity? You know what what is your purpose? What are the the things that you are to be doing that gives you. Uh, sustenance that gives you purpose. So when we talk about what a reason is, in my mind, I think about uh, a, that's it, a justification, a purpose, a call, a meaning. How many of you have that within your worship ministry rather than just, well, I just do the songs each week? Now, you may be thinking, yeah, but Brandon, that's not how I uh, identify my ministry as or that's not my philosophy. Well, good. Good, good for you. But there's a lot of people who do feel, uh, worship leaders who feel, yeah, but my job has been just regulated to picking the five songs during the week. And it seems like, you know, maybe five years ago we did six songs, now we're doing five, now we're doing four. It almost seems like the worship set is getting smaller. Am I right? Uh, praise God if you're in a church that doesn't do that. But for those of you that are, hey, I've been there. How do you, what's your reason of how do you get through it? How do you work through uncomfortable situations within your worship ministry, within your church, maybe in serving alongside your pastor, maybe with your team members? What is your reason to keep going? Is it just this inevitable end where hopefully one day all will be right in the world and we're solved? Well, you know what? There is a truth about what saying the saying of there is a prize in the process. There is a reward within that journey. This week, 
Guys, members, you can't miss. Rich Kirkpatrick is going to be here. Woo! He is one of our all-time favorites. He's on staff with us here at Worship Team Training and the university providing a lot of content, a lot of instruction. We're going to be doing a lot more things with Rich coming up, as you'll see, members, in our next few videos and new courses that we're releasing this year. And if you're not a member yet, this is another reason why you need to come on board and become a member at Worship Team Training University. So Rich is coming this Thursday to talk about everything from dealing with the supply line to being comfortable in your own skin. Those things right there, we'll be talking about reason. We'll be talking about what is true purpose in the process. So let's get back to that. What is your goal? Is it just to have another Sunday down under your belt? Is it another attempt to maybe put out new music or, or something that you've been writing? All of these things are good. You know, even, yes, getting the Sunday underneath, underneath your belt one more time. For those of us who are surviving, um, that is actually tough within itself, right? I mean, look, I've been there leading worship years, eons ago, where I thought, even today, I think, wow, Lord, I just need your strength to get through this one song or to be alive to shake someone's hand or to have the strength of what I'm coming out of for what I'm about to go into. All of these things. Look, you know, it is no lie. There is there is no crutch for us to say that it's okay. Uh, I said that to our worship team just the other night. Are there times that you feel like you don't want to lead worship? You know, uh, what is your reason in that? Because a lot of us have very good reasons, but there's a lot of us maybe we're just not ready to talk about. That's okay. See, right here on these podcasts that we bring to you every week, we talk about the real. We don't talk about the uh, the trend. I mean, that's all good. It's It's great to know what's up and coming and what's going on, and we do that too. But... I find a lot of my reasons and purpose every day when I steer clearly into the Bible. The, the scriptures give me purpose for what I'm doing, not because somebody put out a new song or not because of what's a popular article or a post or somebody else's uh, status update. I mean, that's all great. But what does it do for me? I mean, what is it? What can I take from that? Because if I could take something that is of good reason, of good purpose, I'm going to use it. I don't care who writes it. I don't care what's being done. If it's something that God inspires within me that's a good word, I'm going to share with somebody else. Buddy, you know I'm going to do it. So the good words that I see that I can take and give to you today comes from Nehemiah 4. When we look into the study of Nehemiah, we see a reflection of David. David also was one to call the armies, just like Nehemiah did, that it's time to rebuild. It's time to set what is right that needs to be made right. It is time to do what God has been purposing, purpose, uh, am I saying that right? Purposing all this time, uh, what he's been envisioning for us to do. And finally now, we're getting our act together, and it's time to get things done. So I see this, we see this in Nehemiah 4. So, you know, how often have you wondered why it takes something so long or, or for so many times for something to work? That was the case of Nehemiah. Just, you know, it seemed like for him and um, the people of Israel, 
just to rebuild the temple, how long was it to keep repairing the sections of the wall time after time and rebuilding a God's temple? We see that all throughout the Old Testament. When is Israel going to get it together? Well, now we have Nehemiah on the scene. And I love, uh, you know, our scripture for the week. Um, it comes from Proverbs 21. And I love what, you know, I love Proverbs and all the, the jewels that God gives us when we stare into the scripture. And uh, for Psalm, I'm sorry, for Proverbs 21, um, one thing that I do see is this continual aspect of growth, this continual aspect of learning and, and not forsaking wisdom. And it says to us right here in 2111 um, that when a mocker is punished, the simple gain wisdom. By paying attention to the wise, they get knowledge. And I don't know about you, but I know for me, and this verse here in, in, in 11, it, it seems paramount that God is serious about us attaining knowledge. Even back earlier that fits with our study, and Proverbs 21, verse 1 and 2, it says, In the Lord's hand, the king's heart is a stream of water. Last week, it was in, in, uh, searching out, uh, the king's search out for their own glory, but um, the Lord conceals his wisdom. Um, here now it says, Proverbs 21, 1, In the Lord's hand, the king's heart is a stream of water. I love this that he channels towards all who please him. And then verse two, a person may think their own ways are right, but the Lord weighs the heart. And that fits perfect into our study here because God weighs our hearts. He weighs our motives. And even though we think in our mind something is right, but according to God, the response comes from his lips. So, what reasons do you have? Our worship team training members know, our worship team training leaders know that reason, purpose, wisdom, knowledge, all these things that God gives, that should be our trend to follow. That should be the status updates that we fall back on. Those should be the articles and posts that we should be writing about what God's word is saying and how infinite they are and, and, and searchable are is his wisdom is what scripture tells us so you know what is it that motivates that gives us reason to seek out god's wisdom well i know that when i seek god's wisdom it just like nehemiah is going to keep me from running ragged nehemiah had to search out army after army and went throughout all the country to find men and women that were serious enough to rebuild. And he made it a command. We are rebuilding the wall. It is time to get God's city, God's temple right and to build, and to build it, to purpose it, to for God to put it into motion. And what does that mean when, when we get amped up about doing something? Well, there's a few things that can happen. Number one, as I mentioned just now, what's our vitality like? Are we taking time to rest? Are we taking time to re-engage our, our bodies, what God has called us to take care of? What about our people? Um, again, another uh, word that I've spoken to our team is that, you know, knowing the condition of your flocks is what God says again in Proverbs, that that is our responsibility to seek out people 
those in our grasp that need us. When's the last time that you had a great conversation with one of your team members about health, about sanity, about what they're going through? And I, and you know, if those of you who have bless you, that's that's awesome. For, but for those of us, maybe we haven't taken the time that we thought was caring enough. Maybe we haven't taken ample amount of room to welcome a team member in or for you to be welcomed by them and to speak, to listen, to encourage, encourage, to engage. When's the last time that you had those conversations with your guitar player, with your singer, with your tech person, and not just the, hey, can you get it done for me this week? Or, hey, can you can you volunteer because I had so-and-so decline on Planning Center? Uh, can you come in and fill the spot? More than that. When's the last time that you've asked him, hey, you know, how is your the one family member that we've been praying for doing? Hey, uh, what about the job that uh, you've been reaching out for? Has that materialized? Or, or what about maybe the songwriter in your church who's been just brimming with ideas? When's the last time that you really came to them? And maybe, no, they're not the best singer. They're not the best musician. But when's the last time that you came to them and said, you know what? We, we, let's work on this song together. When's the last time that you just sat down and mentored those in your team? I find that Nehemiah, you know, a man who was overwhelmed by the evil, took action. He was overwhelmed by the destruction of God. Don't you see what these evil people are doing to your walls? I mean, he took action of what needed to be done. He just didn't sit in his armchair or sit with his cup of coffee and just thought, no, I'm just going to read my um, updates for the day and I'm just going to scroll on Spotify and just see what's up and, you know, what kind of moves me for a service. No. Nehemiah got up and moved. He wasn't just sitting around to be moved. He was moving. I think that we can take a lot of great action by the example that Nehemiah set forth. For Nehemiah, it would have been easy to be overwhelmed. It's it's human, right? To throw into the towel and to give up. But Nehemiah was tempted also in the same area about rebuilding the wall for Jerusalem. It's like building the perfect set list. You know, I mean, it will never happen. Nehemiah, his his thought was, gosh, how could this happen? You know, but for him, you know, it was the he had enemies on both fronts, the, those that were the actual enemy of Israel and those within his own sector that were in opposition to rebuilding the wall. I mean, so he had it both ways. I mean, doesn't that sound like the perfect church right there? You got the committee in your that's over your worship ministry, or they vote for your worship ministry or whatever. You got the enemies there, sorry. And you got other people within your own ministry, or those that just even out in the world, Satan himself that's battling. We, we have all these people from every side, it seems like, battling for their own need or for their own right or whatever. Uh, don't get me wrong. I don't mean to say people within your church are your enemy. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that there's opposition. There is a wall. And you know what? There's there's good opposition. You may have people in your ministry that say, you know what? We're, we're probably not ready for this right now. You know, when you look at when I see things like that within my ministry, I have to stop and ask the question, okay, is this a battle really worth fighting for? Does this wall really need to be put up here? You know? And then there's others in ministry or others outside the church that say, no, this can't be done. Or no, I don't understand why you're called to lead worship. I don't understand why you need to be doing this or that. Opposition is everywhere. That's something that Nehemiah focused on. But like David, instead of 
David and Nehemiah looking into the situation and fearing it the way it looked, they turned their fear and attention to God. And that's just like us. We're, we're no different. We have opposition on every side of us. And when you read through the story of Nehemiah, um, even in a time of war, Nehemiah did something that was very bold, very courageous. And what I loved about this is that the Bible says in Nehemiah 4.14, all right? Nehemiah says this, After I look things over. I just want to stop right there. After I look things over. I mean, so Nehemiah is not just watching what's happening. He's taking in he's taking into inventory the things that are occurring. He's saying after I look things over, that indicates a weighing out of the opposition, a weighing out within his own resources, an understanding of what he's going through in that process. What his reasons are. You know? And then he says, I stood up and said to the nobles, the officials, and the rest of the people. Okay, Nehemiah is about to speak. It's, it's going to get serious. It's going to get epic. He says, don't be afraid of them. That's the first thing that he says. Okay, picture this for a second. The walls are burning down, okay? The walls are being crumbled. People are getting killed. Opposition on every front telling Israel, telling you know, Nehemiah, look, I'm going to kill you if you build this wall because we don't believe in God. And then the first thing that Nehemiah says is, don't be afraid. Nehemiah, what's wrong with you? Do you not see that we're about to be killed? It's like the disciples saying to Jesus, don't you see, Jesus, we're about to drown in Mark 4, right? And then here's Nehemiah, don't be afraid of them. What kind of confidence? Where, where is that confidence? Where does it come from? What, what, what is his reason to be that confident to say, remember the Lord who is great and awesome? So Nehemiah is not just speaking on his own here, just speaking for himself. He's saying out of his own experience with God, out of his own worship with God every day, out of his own communion with God, out of his own time with the Lord, out of his own study with the Word, he is saying, do not be afraid of them. He's got reason because he's been spending time with the one who is reasonable, the one who gives us life and vitality, the one who tells us to take care of your flocks because I know what's best for you. He says, remember the Lord who is great and awesome. And then he says, and fight for your brothers, your sons and your daughters, your wives and your homes, because that's how serious Nehemiah is taking the worship of God. Now, like David, he's not just calling an army, but he's calling for our brothers, sons, daughters, wives, and your home, your dog included, that's right, to fight, to stand up for the worship of God because the worship of God is serious because God is serious about his worship. So when you look at the bigger context about who God is, Why worship is that important to God? That should give us reason within our own ministries to pursue God, to pursue his purpose, to act upon his reasons, not ours. It's not about our song, our album, our church, our name, our marketing. It's about the fame of God. It's about 
translating what the Lord has done within my heart during my times of worship, in my times of despair, in my times of hurt, in my times of pain, in my times of physical illness. It's about God doing his thing through me and then I am responsible. I am responsible at that point to take action like what Nehemiah is saying here after I look things over. I'm looking over the greatness of God, the weaknesses of who I am, my own feeble, my own um, fragileness, my own fractures, my own sin, my own brokenness. And in spite of these things, God is still victorious. How awesome is that to lead worship with your church? Man, I'm, and I'm about to get fired up, but it's not because of the red shirt that I'm wearing. But it's about what God is doing. And yes, I'm sorry, I don't mean to raise my voice. You know, it's just I get so passionate and so on fire about these things because I see intrinsically in the trenches and the depths of our heart. I see the Lord working through you. I see the Lord working through me. I see it in our great church community and all of our community of worship leaders abroad around the world. We see the effectiveness of God. We see the multi-languages. We see the Holy Spirit moving through us. We see His act of grace and sovereignty and the Word and, and the great prayers of the people of our faith in our churches from those who've gone before us, those who are with us now, and those who have yet, the generations that we're leading now, those who are not even here on this planet yet, those that will be picking up the baton and leading after us. What are we doing? What are our reasons for leading such a great ministry? To what? For what? For the gospel. That's it. We sing about the gospel through song. We pray musically the gospel. We listen humbly the words that are spoken from our pastors. We take up in the resonance prayers that people have uttered and prayed and what it means. So worship leader, worship team member, tech director, pastor, what are you doing with the reasons that God, the so many 10,000 reasons, not excuses, but reasons of what God has given you to do? So friends, I ask you, what is your thought on all that was spoken here? Did I... Are you, are you in agreement of what was spoken? Did I maybe leave you with questions or doubts? Do you disagree? Hey, hit me up. My email is Brannon. That's B-R-A-N-O-N at worshipteamtraining.com. Or Brannon, if you want it simpler, B-R-A-N-O-N at WTTU.co. Email me, hit me up, let me know your thoughts about today's broadcast. And thank you so much for all of you guys who have been um, downloading our episodes. Um, gosh, I think we received over, uh, tw- uh, what was it, something around um, close to 2,000 plays already just within the past month. So thank you very much. Uh, it means the world to us. And it just tells us that this is what God is doing through you. And, and we, we are excited to be a part of that. So if you are interested in learning more about what we do with our workshops, and if you like hearing this kind of content in this podcast, in this video, then why not invite us to your church to put on a customizable workshop for you and your worship team? Why not spend time with the mentor that we offer in our mentoring program at worshipteentraining.com slash mentoring? Why not learn more on the go with your device 24-7 on-demand content through WTTU.co? We have special packages 
for you for memberships because we believe in producing good content, good quality training and teaching that works and grows with you and your worship team. So check us out on all of our mediums here, wctu.co, worshipteentraining.com. Uh, members, check back our events at wttu.co slash events to see Rich Kirkpatrick coming up this Thursday. I can't wait. Old buddy, old friend of mine. Golly, we've been buds for I don't know how long, maybe the past 14, 15 years or so. And it's just a blessing to have Rich on every time he's doing more content with us. And I can't wait. We have other guests on the roster. Uh, look at the calendar of events. You'll see everything there. And so, uh, guys, we thank you for being part of this podcast. And we just ask you humbly, if you like hearing this podcast and it, if it encourages you, would you humbly, I ask you, would you humbly give us a five-star rating here on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, elsewhere that you find our broadcast? Better yet, would you share this podcast with a friend? Would you share this video? Would you um, see somebody that's within your worship ministry or location where you serve and share this with someone who needs to hear these words today? I pray that as you write down, as maybe you're taking up notes from today's broadcast, that it is inspiring you as we are here to help transform the leading of worship. So, friends, we thank you for joining us today. Uh, Check back our events. We can't wait to come back again next Monday. Look out for the inbox coming, uh, not not your inbox, but our email coming soon, uh, Worship Team Training. Monday Morning Digest. Hit your inbox every Monday. Be sure to go to worshipteentraining.com and sign up on the splash page that comes up. Put your email address in there. You'll get a special gift from me and a newsletter every Monday. Also, when you become a university member, you get a second email that has more content, more behind the scenes, more news, more events, tools, and broadcasts and videos just like this. So guys, we thank you for joining us here on this podcast. And remember, uh, you don't need to be perfect. Just let the love of God, the love of Christ uh, work live through you and the way that you live life and the way that you lead worship. We love you and see you next time. Bye. This has been a worship team training broadcast and digital production with your host and training director, Brandon Dempsey. Worship Team Training provides live workshops and online resources to help inspire, create, and transform the leading of worship. We'll see you again right here on worshipteamtraining.com.